0: The Kitchen Nightmares podcast. Join us on our journey through bad television, bad food, and somehow worse people involved. Hello once again, it's me, your old pal, the culinary yeehaw man, Kevin Mann, joined as I am always in this look back at Gordon Ramsay's US reality-based show looking at all them naughty, dirty kitchens by my saucy side dishes and co-hosts. Firstly, the cream of the crop, the cracker herself, Joe Graham. <laughs> type of cracker in America. Thank you very much. Very good. I like that. Happy one. with that? Yeah. Have you ever had a Graham cracker? No we not get sent them once? No, I don't think so. Did we? I've heard they're like kind of a spiced cracker. Is that it? Do you know about this? Uh... I swear we call them something else over here. I should mention the other voice that you're hearing uh, to my left, joining us as always fellow Eggman, Adam Bibelouf. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. I've not had any eggs, but I'm glad to be a fellow Eggman of yours, Kevin. <laughs> well, I've eaten enough eggs for all three of us today, in that I've eaten the adult recommended guidance of eggs for three people today. So wow. we're going to have a good podcast, folks. <laughs> so graham cracker What do we call them here You got any update on that The results are in We call
1: them here Graham crackers Because we have to import them From America it looks like we don't get them Looks like the whole thing's a fix <laughs> They're apparently similar To digestive biscuits though To give you an idea Of what to expect
2: Oh That's not mm. what I thought They'd be like Me neither I thought they'd be more like um, cinnamon
0: Graham's, but big. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> all
2: right,
0: have you got any sway, like with your surname? Do you have any like, mm. sway with like the the Golden Cinnamon Graham family well, or I'll the Graham Cracker family? I'll
2: mention it to the the family business. Yeah, please. <laughs> at the
0: ring of grams next time you meet <laughs> up. Well, today it falls to the Graham Cracker herself to pick this week's episode. Joe, we've all decided what we're going to focus on in each of our own horrible ways and endeavours on this. And me looking at the trauma of chefs, Adam looking at the trauma of families, and you're looking at the trauma of smell, taste, and ooze and goo.
2: Basically, I'm trying to traumatise myself.
0: Who? As, <laughs> as mentioned in previous episodes, yes. I
2: have a very low tolerance for nausea at the moment.
0: I think uh, mm. episode four, it was an update mm. that you were onto this medication that made you actively nauseous. Yeah.
2: So I think my new challenge really is to see if if the show can make me sick did it (laughs) no not this time but I did have to take numerous breaks to cool down and look outside and breathe deeply so I wouldn't be
0: sick I was going to say Adam over here you also you were taking breaks I was early to bed early to rise I'd watch this thing and you all started watching at the same time and it took you all like an hour longer to watch it than me so were you feeling sick as well all of you I there wasn't
1: I mean there is a lot of gross stuff we'll get into and it did make me feel a bit queasy but I was pausing it and rewinding it just to try and figure things out to try and I didn't catch what that was or in some cases just to try and count the amount of sound effects that took place in 30 (laughs) seconds
2: yeah there's a lot of really great ones this episode Mm -hmm.
0: this is pretty much black tar heroine kitchen nightmares this is one of the most over the top episodes by far and it's not just about the personality if anything the personality of the people involved is just overshadowed greatly by the charisma of the grossness yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's season two episode nine and you don't have to wake up too early to witness fiesta sunrise coming to us from west Nyack, new york which is <laughs> another city i've never heard of in new york they said it was nice did they I think just to be fair to the
1: people that live there, I think it's Nyack just because Nyack sounds really fucking like. I know it's a yeah. gross restaurant, but if you're living in a town called Nyack, <laughs> chances are everything's gross anyway.
0: Nyack sounds like a Nickelodeon themed town or something like that <laughs> in the nineties.
2: So I feel I have to I have to establish this very early on. I didn't actually pick this episode. <gasps> I yes. I handed over that responsibility to Kevin because I couldn't be bothered. And every time I've tried to pick an episode for this, I end up because I don't. I like I said, I I haven't watched a lot of kitchen nightmares i inevitably mm. end up picking ones that are like we don't want to do this earlier on in the podcast right
0: they're too what, too big
2: two parters uh, or they're mm. from a you know a special episode that's kind of like well you want to save that for you know the finale right right, right. Y- you know the ones i
1: also reckon there's something to be said for like you know how you can't tickle yourself no matter how hard you try yeah well maybe by kevin choosing the episode it's more likely that you will be sick because it's someone else's input
0: yeah. instead yeah
2: that's a really good point.
0: I mean, I got really excited when I googled most grossed episodes of Kitchen Nightmares, which is how I, I landed on a, on a top five page. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, this being number two. Number one, I really wanted to, to pick, but there's just a one very specific gross thing wrong with it. Whereas this literally yeah. felt like a smorgasbord that had been left out for ages <laughs> and it got really gross. Yeah. And look what have you done to the smorgasbord? <laughs> Bit of a history with the owners of this restaurant. Uh, Vic is the, the the main man here. Vic and his wife and stepdaughter are all involved in the ownership of it, but it's one of those patently depressing business structures. You say
2: they're all involved in the ownership, but they aren't really. He's involved in the running mm-hmm. of it. His-
0: right into the ground. Yep. <laughs> his stepdaughter
2: is 100% owner. Yes. 100%. So, so just to be clear, Vic used to run another restaurant.
0: A very similar restaurant. Mm-hmm. The
2: same restaurant, you could argue, <laughs> given that it was also called Fiesta Sunrise, had exactly the same menus, also the same staff and cooks. Yeah. The same interiors. It was basically all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But that restaurant failed. And instead of learning from any of those mistakes, he thought, yeah, I'll just I'll just make all those same problems again, but this time I'll get my stepdaughter to pay for it all.
0: Right. So I had an early theory about this. I want to know your, your thoughts on it, guys, because... Very rarely will someone set up a restaurant, it fails spectacularly, and then enter into a new identical endeavour. The only difference this time is that your stepdaughter or someone who's kind of a tentative... A family member where I would imagine stepdaughters and stepsons and whatnot, you don't want to be just putting them into debt straight away. It's like the worst thing that he's done. So I want to know what either of you reckon to. Is Vic the owner cursed? Or is Fiesta Sunrise the brand cursed? And he has to do it. Like, he's not, He's no say in the matter. Yeah, I reckon that that spot must always have a Fiesta
1: Sunrise. Like, even if the family moved away, whoever ends up buying the property, they get the curse then, and then they have to keep reopening the restaurant over and over again.
0: So, yeah, it's one of those great business plans where it's like i'm gonna get my stepdaughter to take out as many credit cards as she can and the thing is because i don't care about her i'm not affected by it (laughs) at all and your credit stays the same you can buy that horse of yours let alone back in she
2: mortgaged her home she Mm. borrowed money from her father-in-law and the restaurant we learn is eight hundred and fifty (laughs) thousand dollars in debt
0: Mm-mm-mm. That's a big Mm-mm. one. There's too much happening here. There's too much for anyone Ramsey to fix. I know. Mm-hmm. You know. You could. You could have Gordon Ramsey and the Ramsey bunch. Yeah. You know. You could have Penny in there panning up, and it still wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> is that our
1: record for most debt as well? Now, by the way, I don't think we've crossed a million yet, have we?
0: Eight hundred and fifty. Because there are only yeah. eighteen months, and this is yeah. not yeah. taken into account. Is obviously his previous debts. Yeah. They didn't say, but I think he had to declare a bankruptcy beforehand. He gets in. And from some of the reading up about what happens afterwards, it wasn't highlighted in this, I think in an extended version of the episode, there is, but they had tax problems beforehand yes. as well. Ooh. That was kind of brought up that they had, one of the reasons the first business ran into the ground was that they had this unpaid tax yeah. bill, which then drained them of their assets and had to make them go bankrupt.
2: So hopefully he's learned that lesson then.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see, I guess. They're not characters, any of them though. No. Like it makes me wonder how this happened. You're you're usually interested in the family, Adam. What did you make make to Vic? The mom and the stepdaughter here. This is one of the driest
1: families we've had on Kitchen Nightmares, I think. They're they're not putting on any big over-the-top performances. They're not acting up for the cameras or anything. So the show has to go, like, well out of its way to try and make them look really silly. There's one bit at the start here where it turns out there's, like, there's a big stuffed chili pepper with a face drawn on it in the restaurant. And we call him Manuel. Yay! And the wackiest, craziest thing they can do with that is they show us Vic holding the pepper, just really solemnly going, Don't. Don't make fun of this. Like, just, that's it. Like, that's the, the highest level of energy they got
0: from him.
2: I like the chilli pepper. It was cute.
0: Oh, yeah. No, uh, spoiler. Later on, Manuel is the one member of staff that I will be keeping for, <laughs> for, for tonight's proceedings. <laughs> they all had the pomp and circumstance of families who had an issue with, like, a council problem that they've went to the Daily Mail with. Like, mm. the garbage <laughs> was left too close <laughs> to the curb and they're stood there now with it. Yeah, but There's so low energy and I kind of feel like they're trying to egg them on, like, like the mom and the stepdaughter, they're saying like Oh yeah, we we want change, but it's, you can tell it, it like you'd say you'd want change though. You wouldn't want things to stay the same. You say you want to change, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I think the clearest example of just how much they're trying to dramatize this family is. I know we don't ever talk about the the, the recap at the beginning of the episode, the kind mm. of here's what's yeah. to come. But I yeah. have to mention it because it's just it's so offensive. It's literally the whole thing was just how how lazy they are and yeah. how they're taking yep. naps all the time. And spoilers. They don't take any naps in this episode. There are lots of problems, but laziness isn't really one of them.
0: And another, uh, on that note of things that are brought up over and over again, that simply just aren't really the case. And we we watched Gordon Ramsay's Boiling Point recently. And this was, you know, his original documentary from when he was trying to get uh, his three Michelin stars. Mm -hmm. And there's a part in it where he just keeps calling a member of staff fat to his face, (sighs) like screaming at him. And like the guy is... By no stretch of the imagination is he overweight. He's just a normal ass dude. And Gordon's not doing it necessary to play up. It just feels like because it's camera fly on the wall. He's just screaming at him and being abusive. He calls Vic fat so, many, so times. many times like i think he's trying to get a rise out of much that is it's so i think so
2: stupid though like really that's that's what you can come up with this guy who's like racked up nearly a million dollars worth of debt for his stepdaughter <laughs> and you're telling him oh you're a bit chubby aren't you okay is
0: part of the problems there i mean here's some of the more big problems the daughter saying bold faced to camera i resent my mother oh <laughs> <laughs> She offers that so readily. Oh dear! Ah, welcome and Zoruk. Gordon is in their house. Gordon's here and can't find his way. Once again, the point-and-click mystery continues. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this sign? I have to. Be- I can't use these things together.
2: <laughs> yeah, the sign is wrong. There's two signs. One of them is like from the restaurant that was there before. <laughs>
0: And... <laughs> it's, a, it's a cursed restaurant It only appears on a blood moon like, <laughs> <laughs> All the food that has been thrown away Has risen again
2: <laughs> <laughs> But it's not all bad Gordon goes in and there's free tequila at the door.
1: Hey Yeah. Just in one of those like what you see in coffee shops where they have like a big glass jar full of like cucumbers and, <laughs> and mint or whatever. You just go and turn on the tap and help yourself. And it's
0: honestly they've kept it at the perfect height for a child to use, oh, yeah. which oh, yeah. is just child lovely right as you walk there. in. They're in little party cups yep. as well. Like I yeah. thought it was either going, it was mouthwash or skittles. I didn't think it was going, <laughs> going to be fucking hardcore tequila. I
2: thought it might be like a small portion of frozen yogurt. Just like a little mouthful of it, like a Nando's. On the way in. Yeah.
0: Well, I like, you know, it's just on the door. He thinks it's going to get people in because the crippling problem with this is that it's a big old restaurant, 120 Mm. seater. You know, they're they're a big, big place. They've got four members of the kitchen staff and Mm -hmm. then you've got everyone else. We don't even get into the serving staff. We don't get to meet them that much. But I I hazard a guess there's a good three to four other staff other than the four staff in the kitchen and the three owners. Probably,
2: which makes me think. Like, was his first restaurant, do you think, smaller than oh, his right. one?
0: Oh, bigger is better. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, I'll just hire more people and that
2: will make it better.
0: I did like that Gordon was getting into the spare things, though, because when he was looking around, he went, bueno. Bloody hell Menu's got some issues A couple of red flags here guys
1: He's taped over There's a a big piece of tape On the front of the menu (laughs) And Gordon peels it off immediately And it turns out It's actually from the restaurant That he owned before
0: He just taped over the name With the current name now I mean It's it's a pretty easy one To figure out isn't it Because you can Peel away stickers That's what I found (laughs) I mean he's bold
2: to do it I wouldn't I would never dare
0: Every single one I'd be peeling off
2: You saw it as soon as he started doing it, all everyone in the restaurant could like tell he was doing it, and suddenly all eyes were on Gordon. It was like, oh, he's peeling off the sticker, and like Vic moves the fastest he does in this whole episode when Gordon starts peeling off that sticker.
0: I mean, he didn't want Gordon to find out if he won a free prize or not. Like, <laughs> the man is already beat red at that point. Like Vic is mortified I think he is. He is ashamed. Like I think there is a running feeling of shame in this.
2: He? I don't. I honestly can't tell.
0: I think he is ashamed,
1: but he is very stoic and very sort of stony faced and just plain. And I think that's why Gordon. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in this episode, it feels like Gordon gets nasty way quicker than usual. Like, he is just dying to needle this guy and provoke him into giving something. Mm. It's just
0: such a mis. It is the most miserable... Like, it's hopeless, isn't this? I mean, you come in here, you see it, it's hopeless. Either this was UK Kitchen Nightmares and Ramsay was here popping off the top and giving us fucking both barrels of proper, focused, actual help.
2: No, I think actually, if it was UK Kitchen Nightmares, it's not hopeless. He needs to fire all the chefs.
0: Yeah. He needs to
2: get a restaurant manager in there... because Vic isn't doing anything. But like, They've got just all these bodies walking around doing nothing.
0: <laughs> so did anyone catch what the first dish he ordered off the menu was called? A burrito? <laughs> combination. Oh. The combination
1: plate. It has burritos in it. And as, as Gordon would say, it also has fajitas.
0: <laughs> no, he ordered a fajita separately. This has got, got a burrito, a taco and another thing. And then he also wants fajita as well. Fajito. This, this bit is one of the places where I had to rewind because they
1: don't go through each dish in like no. a sort of a separate order here. They just blur them all into one. And so you can't really tell what Gordon's talking about at any one time.
2: Also, I don't know about the one you were, like the version of this you were watching, but I was watching it on YouTube and they've cropped it, so quite heavily. Yeah,
1: I, I saw that. You actually that couldn't
2: even see, yeah.
1: I managed to find a different version, thankfully, because I think that was uh. just the guy who uploaded it probably cropped it to make it harder yeah. to detect or something.
0: So, yeah, I think the first thing was out uh, was, was the burrito, taco, another thing, surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked relatively inoffensive no. until, no, until he bit into no, them no that's I not to, true well it had brown and beige <laughs> I mean, it arrived kind of... and
2: Gordon literally says it looks like sick on my plate
0: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep track of it because it starts off with the chicken yep. and then it's the rice
2: so the t- chicken tastes like it's been cooked Weeks ago Weeks ago mm-hmm. But then the
0: rice is also then Similarly weeks well, old Potentially
2: First we have the Impossible to swallow beef That oh. he has to actually
0: mm. spit out <laughs> I got the uncensored version So I was able to pick up oh, What really? he said The uh, the fajitas tasted like Go on Piss Piss, Piss. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And you know what I like as well Is it really looked like when they zoomed out That it, they were covered in gravy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my
2: opinion That rice dish looked like
0: dysentery I I mean I, I'm,
2: am I wrong
0: No you're, you're it, it it had that frothiness to it didn't it kind It kind of shred,
2: <laughs> like the bloody stool Combined oh, with diarrhea God.
0: like it was an active dish, not because of heat or flavor, just because of age. Yeah. You know, it was intense <laughs> on the plate. A bit. You know what it reminded me of it? Did either of you ever manage to, uh, to to dine in this fine establishment in uh, in Lincoln when we all lived in that fine, fine? Technically, a city back in the day, but there was one Mexican restaurant in Lincoln, if you recall, and it was called, I think, Cactuses. Oh, oh was that a restaurant? I thought it was just a takeaway. Just a takeaway, yeah. Yeah, you know. it's so bad. Oh, man. It was the best, worst food I've ever <laughs> eaten in my life. <laughs> Fuck, yes. Chimichanga. They just deep fried the whole box. Fucking great. Lincoln's
2: attempt at Mexican food it's great. is yeah. exactly as bad as you would imagine it to be. Yeah. What,
0: don't all Mexican. Punk Combo platters come with wedges. <laughs> it was great, come with wedges, rice, which they mix like a bit of yellow into. Yes. <laughs> and coleslaw, which is an Irishman is very, very good because coleslaw is the ultimate side dish in Ireland, you see. And nachos, don't forget you've got three carbs there on your plate. Hey. That's true. It was exactly what you needed if you're just like, fill me up. Yeah. fill me up until I can't <laughs> feel anymore, Daddy. He likes the frozen margarita that he gets. Yeah, he says it's yeah. really nice. Pretty, to be fair, how do you fuck that up? I've had one. Brings me to my. Uh, kitchen nightmare for the episode uh, oh no me and uh erstwhile podcasting co-host billy Keeble from the itr podcast mm-hmm. sam chaplin from cinema swirl three of us went out for a mexican meal to celebrate that we had been hired to do stand-up comedy at a 47 year olds party in, in lincoln great city and <laughs> we went out to a well-known and i think no longer operating high street mexican restaurant chain and i like the fool i was was like big into frozen margaritas at the time and I was like not only was like I get one I was like let's get a jug for the table oh. guys you'll love that them that is an error and when it came I thought it had all this like, the glass was lovely and frosted yeah. and crisp mm-hmm. and it had lovely like ice crystals yeah. all along into the yeah. jug as well it turns out it wasn't actually that cold at all. It was quite mm-hmm. like lukewarm, kind of like slushy almost. Right. And what I perceived to be ice crystals were actually just large quantities of salt. Uh, oh, no. And I know that your eyebrows have been raised, Joe, but I swear <laughs> to God, it was a lethal dose. Oh, I don't know that sounds like. It nice. was so much that like, you know, we were like, Ugh. we couldn't drink it. it. And the worst bit was because they had rimmed the glass yeah. and mm-hmm. because it was kind of, melty all the salt started to run down the drink oh, oh, no. so it got even saltier yes that's
2: my favourite part when that happens
0: it's literally salt water Joe. Yes. it's, it's oh, sea water Jesus I, I remember we went into the sea and some water went in your mouth and you gagged a little bit yeah so there was
2: tequila in there and lime which makes it really nice <laughs>
0: I think what it was, it was an actual frozen margarita. Just the level of ice was so much it undid its state that caused (laughs) it to sublimate into a fucking gas. 90,000 a month is what they need to break even. In 2007 is when this was made, by the way.
2: 90,000 a month? What the fuck? Like, surely even Gordon's restaurants hardly, like, barely do that.
0: Right? It's like...
2: And that's like a
0: London Michelin star restaurant. It breaks it down to 22,000 a week. That's just... Uh,
1: surely at this point, that's a sign that like, well, that's it, then we can't get out of this mess. Let's just hang it
0: up. Is it like the only premises? It's like, oh, hey, it's such a big place, but that's we true. have to have 120 seats. <laughs> <laughs> and so
2: much stuff. And also, unlike a lot of episodes of Kitchen Nightmares, where... There's often a chef in the, who runs the business who's kind of, like, enthusiastic but a bit lacking in the skill mm. or the effort. Yeah. Vic and his family actually seem to have no... Proper restaurant experience In terms no. of a successful it Restaurant It just feels
0: wrong That they're allowed To do this Yeah You know <laughs> It just feels like Someone somewhere Should be like No Like the <laughs> fact that They're losing f- Half a million dollars A year But
2: this is why You shouldn't fucking Borrow money From family and friends To pay for your restaurant This is why banks Don't loan you money Because well, they go Well what you're did you're
0: they not have it from banks
2: Well originally And then he got bankrupted And then they had to Borrow it from His stepdaughter
0: Well the, the stepdaughter <laughs> They they said that The stepdaughter's family Gave in around 50,000 Yeah This is these are bank and credit card loans that she is taking out herself. Not his name. Yeah, it's her credit.
2: That's what I'm saying. So, like, her credit is ruined. I just
0: I don't know how. I guess you know this episode very much happening before the 2008 financial crash, isn't it? Because they'll just queue Mm. up to give you half a million dollars to keep (laughs) not serving 120 (laughs) restaurant (laughs) places.
2: I think that's the thing, though. If, if if Vic had applied, obviously he wouldn't have been given that yeah. money because he's shown he can't do it. For whatever reason, they were like, yeah, this woman who's got no experience, who's just working with a guy with a failed restaurant, yeah, give it to her. Take
0: hundreds of thousands. Yeah. 18 months in, when do you turn off the fucking slush fund? Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. The service begins and this is always a, a tough time in the episode but it didn't bode well when the bit where they're like and they're getting to work do-do, 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 and there was a guy with a, a what appeared to be a bin shuffling food onto a place <laughs> Did you see that? yeah it's the big old bin (laughs) no
2: I didn't see that who are you
0: serving rats like what's going on
2: (laughs) I think my version maybe cropped this out so tell me about this bin of food
0: I think they had they were serving their nachos they had like a big vat of nachos and like what was just a repurposed bin that they were serving them out of was that what you mean
1: as we'll see when Gordon starts going through this kitchen almost all of their food is kept in buckets and bins just like left lying around with no lids on or anything Oh boy. To be
2: fair okay they shouldn't they should have the lids on and it should also be in a freezer or fridge but like the bucket thing I mean Adam you've worked in food that's really common isn't it
1: yeah I I mean what what I'm thinking of is like large Tupperware containers these look like I mean they've gone to B&Q and they've got buckets and bins Joe these don't look like their food standards they used to hold paint
0: they look
2: exactly (laughs) like the ones we used to have when I worked at the the deli oh really we had our olives in those things (laughs) award winning (laughs) fancy olives from Italy and it would come out of like a bin
0: (laughs) Uh, never before has Gordon going for a little bit of a goo Resulted in so much goo being found Oh my god it's like a wet
2: and messy video And
0: cutting between Gordon (laughs) finding Slime of various viscosities And colorations, And then we cut back to people Who by the way don't know what's going down yet These people are just regular punters, And they're Mm -hmm. gagging at the table already (laughs) It's so fucking distressing
2: They claim everything was prepared and made yesterday, of course.
0: Yeah, the the day before real, that never
1: works. I've got like, I just want to put this in here, I've got the time code for this exact bit. There is a solid 30 seconds straight, I swear, where it's just nothing but Gordon going,
0: Look, let me just show you something. Look how green and slimy it is. That's from Friday. Look. Look at that. That's from Friday. Look at my fingers. Friday. Look, look. There you go. That's from Friday. How do you say this in Spanish? This is not healthy. Look, that's
1: from Friday. Friday. <laughs> Look. Friday. This. Let like just over. And I, 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 this is one of the points where I had to pause it because I was starting to feel unwell. It just goes <laughs> yeah. on and on. he's getting fistfuls of slime and meat and fish. It.
0: it was Tim and Eric. Like Tom goes yes. to the mayor. Sound effects. To the fucking nth degree. Some of the quotes here. Look at the fat. Look. Why is there so much disgusting fat here?
2: <laughs> as you said, we, we get to see the customers kind of eating everything as Gordon finds it in the kitchen in a sort mm-hmm. of state of, of rot, uh... which is yeah very upsetting. We see the chips, which are like old and crispy and dry. So the American and, chips mm.
0: are like tortilla chips is what they're saying. Yeah. They're, not, like, they're actual like fries. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: The girl, the little girl in the restaurant, she's gagging on them. And then oh, they take them back to the kitchen and they put them in a drawer. And then Gordon's like, why are you putting them in a drawer? And they're like, for later. And he's like, but... They just came from a table, and the girl was gagging. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah."
0: If he yeah. wasn't there, they'd be fucking scooping sauce back <laughs> into the bucket. Absolutely. What's
2: a chip draw? What's a chip drawer? <laughs>
0: all the loose chips they find. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I think that
1: might just be where, like, they sort of keep the nacho chips warm. Like, if right. it's like next to an oven or something, then you have a drawer where all the, the the chips can stay in there and stay nice and hot when you take them out. But obviously, you don't fucking put them back in again.
2: No, we have a great shot of some nice fat. Some nice oily fat from the fire. The which I'm sorry, I know, I know, I know you guys disagree, but I want to dunk a chip into that fat.
1: Jesus, I think it looks Joe. nice. I think it would be nice. Adam,
0: what you do with this is you do the whole Hank Hill smoke the whole pack routine, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I <do> <laughs> The amount of times it. where I'm like, I'm going to drain away this fat. Joe's like, you're what? Excuse me. I'm like, well, fine. Dunk it in all this <laughs> and I do have it. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bread heels and grease, actually great. <laughs>
2: um, Gordon also finds some five month old. Chives. Okay, that, oh.
0: that broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: older than Archive plants, that we're we've, we've not watered <laughs> in that length of time.
0: But at least that is an actual living plant. Yeah. They was so bad. It looked like the like the little things you put into a mechanical pencil to- <laughs> 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 Now can we talk about the, the fish? I'm assuming you're gonna bring up oh, now yeah, because the fish is someone who took a term of food science and Spent many years teaching biology. I can't explain to you how the fish was both raw, juicy, and crispy.
2: Yes. Crispy. Some very choice quotes we have. We- ah!
0: What is this?
2: So, first of all, Gordon finds a bucket of fish, raw fish, and it's all just in there together, not separated, mm-hmm. and there's just no lid on or anything. And he takes out handfuls of these slimy fish, and at the bottom there's just all this blood, which is a bit frightening because it's it's fish. <sighs> it's scary sitting in there. Fish
0: blood. Yeah,
2: I have to take a pause here to kind of collect myself.
0: Come on now. The
2: stepdaughter <laughs> describes the fish as being really scary. <laughs> she says the raw fish is crispy. Gordon says it's solidified
0: how crispy it's not and it's not frozen as well okay it's not frozen and what what is the great follow-up to crispy raw fish in blood it's old pork in blood which gets god it gets the classic ramsey what have you done to it
2: (laughs) this actually i wanted to go on a tiny tangent because this actually caused me to do some research i didn't realize that you shouldn't store food in tinfoil these days. No.
0: And you shouldn't also cook. You can start to slowly cook it, actually, in a way, isn't it? But you yeah. can oxidise the yeah. food.
2: And also you shouldn't you shouldn't cook your food in tinfoil because it can leach into your food and then into your brain <laughs> and really hurt you. So Where have you been
1: reading this, Joe? Was this on QAnon?
2: <laughs> no, it's genuinely true. Because I, I find that shocking. I used to cook my salmon in tinfoil all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, there you go. I use mistakes.
0: those um, heat mats now. I used to be a big tinfoil user and I used to use those little slip-on mats. You can wash them, reuse them. It's just a bit, bit better, isn't it? So you much know? better. I'd, I'd rather fill my body with microplastics because that, in the sense, is, is like recycling. You know, I'm reusing them. Yeah, giving
2: back to the dinosaurs.
0: It's. I feel like it's a natural stench that my body will create from it, so it's okay.
2: Gordon is literally gagging at the smell now of the fish.
0: Beat <laughs> gag! He goes... Look how green and slimy it is! And then there's oh. a shot
2: of a customer eating it. It's literally like a horror movie. And as they're
0: eating it, they literally have. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most
1: sloppy sound effects we've ever had in this.
2: Yeah, actually, at 14:55, that's that's the one I had to point out because it's it's proper squelchy. Oh. And Gordon's all covered in slime. He's got a slimy hand, and it's like
0: ectoplasm.
2: Well, I was I was gonna say. Um, when you've pleased her right, <laughs> <laughs> and my other joke was as I said earlier, it's like out of a wet and messy video. But yeah, seriously, so many buckets of slime, so much sliminess on Gordon. Mm-hmm. This is someone's kink, definitely.
0: Oh. Oh. Worth pointing out that none of this was actually taking place in the walk-in. This was actually just in, you know, this is the food for service. This was
1: just the first fridge. He goes and finds the fucking walk-in now and there's even more.
0: (laughs) We have the greatest thing I have ever seen in Kitchen Nightmares. This made me laugh so much. It was a Minecraft block of ground meat. Oh. It, was, <laughs> it was amazing. So actually,
2: what we have here is, and I love this, it's a perfect example of the fossilisation process in action. Ah, of <laughs> course. And Let me explain why. So we have here the animal, the ground beef, buried by the sediment, in this case the fat, and it's protected then from rot by the sediment. Over time, the layers of sediment grow thicker and harder. That's the fat solidifying. Mm-hmm. With the movement of the tectonic plates, in this case the tray being taken in and out of the fridge... Um, And then erosion from the rain, rivers and wind wears away the remaining layers and eventually that erosion or people digging for fossils, in this case Gordon Ramsay shoving his hands and exposes the preserved remains. So we've got an excellently preserved fossil of ground mints here.
0: The beans, these were... um... They call you Beans Biblo, Adam. What did you make of the the pink slime that we had? It's just like a paste, isn't it? It's like the clickbait,
1: you won't believe what they put in Chicken McNuggets kind of image. (laughs) It's just this horrible big pink taffy paste and it looks horrid. I love that it's got a
2: crack on it. (laughs) A fissure.
1: (laughs) We get a proper Big Gordon like, I've had this line in my back pocket. I wouldn't trust you to run a bath, never mind a restaurant. You must be out of your tiny mind.
0: (laughs) The fridge is full of shit. And the the pink bucket makes its way right into the dining room oh. where an almighty slam. I couldn't tell you if the camera shake was added for real or if it was one of those, you know, Kelsey Grammer is on so much cocaine he's rattling the set type of things. But Gordon was was letting everyone know that they were eating poison and that no one was to pay for their food. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. But we're stopping service. Everything you've had to drink, eat so far is all on the house. Sir, that thing in your hands, put it down. If you'd just seen where it's come from, like I have, you wouldn't be eating it. Very sorry.
2: I think that's genuinely one of my worst nightmares, the idea of eating bad food at a restaurant and being like, this is a bit, oh, it doesn't make me feel very good. and like, gagging a bit. And then Gordon Ramsay storms in with a big bucket of old beans, slams it down the table and being like, there, disgusting, your meat is raw.
1: Storms in being the actual thing There as well Because we've seen it A few times before Where he'll come out and be Excuse me ladies and gentlemen I'm so sorry But I just want to let you know But this time Like Kevin said He comes in He slams the bucket on the table Fucking cutlery and plates Go on the floor And he goes Ladies and gentlemen Just want to let you know Put that down You with the spoon
0: Put that down right now Do not eat another (laughs) bite He's not really On their side Is he He feels like he's Telling them off Later on when he comes out He's like I'm so sorry He's usually quite low energy But here he's raging At the customers For participating (laughs) in this farce
2: What if you'd already finished your meal.
0: Oh, I, I think
2: sick! I, I think I would actually have a panic attack and be sick. Yes,
0: same. Vic has shifted from first gear into first gear in a slightly newer car. Uh, he's you know still quite low energy. <laughs> Being publicly shamed with smelly beans is not going to move this man. Oh. His gargoyle is not moving off the perch,
2: and his wife is saying she might leave him.
1: Oh, there's a bit <laughs> where Gordon says like, "Do you still love Vic?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Is your daughter more important than this sick bastard? She's like, yeah. He is. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. As if there's not enough fucking family drama and enough fucking <laughs> food that cannot be saved, gone past beyond the pale. I'm mm. sure let's bring in the fucking son in law as well. I'm sure this will go down well. Your stepdaughter's angry husband who's had to give you 50 grand Ugh. and is not here for any of this shit.
1: What this is, is like when Gordon brings in the expert sous chef to train the staff. This is because the participants are so low energy they've hired an angry son-in-law to come on the show just
0: to spice it up a little bit
2: also i love that the son-in-law is john cena i they just thought they'd bring john cena in for this episode
0: vic was trying to bring him down he's like you don't even work and the guy's like i have downtime because i have a job and i can pay for my bills you well, fucking idiot
2: you say that but Vic says he does not have a job. Well, he's paying 50 grand. Where's that oh, coming from? Exactly. So Don says, he doesn't say he has a job. He no. says, I pay my bills and I pay your bills. And he said, it doesn't matter if I have a job. So I don't think he does have a job. I think he's just really rich.
0: Or maybe I, he's reckon, a
1: hunter. I reckon <laughs> he got like some massive lawsuit like because he was out hunting and someone shot him by mistake or something. <laughs> yeah. And He's got all this money now and Vic resents him for it.
2: I mean, it is John Cena, I guess. He is loaded.
0: <laughs> the... Idea after this is that we're going to all meet together and we're going to, you know, clear out the family issues, and then go do an activity. But this ends in what is closest thing to a fist fight we've had on this podcast yep. so far. I don't have a job. I pay my bills. In fact, I pay your bills too, bill? bitch. What? Ah! what? Relax. Relax. What? Relax, relax. What? Relax, 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 relax. We had an actual table flip. Yeah, <laughs> no even a board game on it. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon has to kind of He
2: says take it outside Take it outside
0: So hopefully we can film them Not going to get much from the uh, the son-in-law I don't think What happens is Vic
1: said Like you said Joe Vic says um, you don't even have a job And that's when Don the son-in-law freaks out And he's like I do have a job I pay your bills you you bitch And he flips the table Gordon takes Vic outside And immediately says to Vic (laughs) You can't talk to him like that You can't say (laughs) those things
0: Like it's Vic's fault It's so humiliating But then again I'm. He's a brick wall, this lad. How? You Mm. can't get through to him. You know, if you're someone like that, the owner here, when. Everything's stacked against you. The walls are so high. You know, you've heard of stuck foot syndrome or executive disorder. Like, mm. there's no way you could do anything. It's it, it so overwhelming. Everything is family on all fronts. Daughter, like, he's mixed in business and family. Yeah. And both of those mm-hmm. things are fucked in their own unique ways and together.
2: I think there's some dodgy shit going on as well because Don mm. says in a private interview to the camera, he says there's stuff she, she Patricia, his his wife and Vic's stepdaughter, the stuff she doesn't know about him. He's not who oh, he seems. So I think they've had out. some kind of boys' night or something and he's revealed, oh, I'm just using them for money or something like that. Like, he's, mm. he's given away more than he should.
0: He's certainly taken advantage, I think, of the fact that his wife and stepdaughter are so scared of how bad things are that they actively avoid finding out. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's his only semblance of power Mm -hmm. is that they're probably not going to walk into the fridge and see the crispy raw fish no yeah (laughs) and we can't do our fun activity which is going to be making fresh burritos yeah they're
2: going Burrito competition.
0: Yay! Or a burrito
1: competition as Gordon said. <laughs> Brito!
0: Echiloana, <laughs> 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 Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking kitchen is now full of creatures. I'm so confused on oh. this, because
2: where were these a minute ago? They just suddenly appeared. I'm I'm convinced that a producer of the show brought in a little tub of crickets in their bag.
0: Okay, I had a hot theory on us. Firstly, identify them as cockroaches. Secondly, Gordon had said that they were coming in earlier in the morning to chat with the the brother-in-law and also as well, they don't normally do a breakfast or a lunch service and cockroaches are like a lot of vermin that like to come out and they're very good at hiding and they only like to come out when... ...it's kind of quiet like that... ...or where it's so fucking overrun... ...they don't really care... ...but given the food that was in there... ...and also the fact that there's so much activity and footfall, ...there's four, five people in there at all times... ...it's very, very conceivable... ...that they could be hiding in the many nooks and crannies... ...and come out then... ...it's something we actually see a lot on his latest series... 24 hours to hell and back where they'll put in the webcam into the restaurant kitchen and you'll see the time lapse and like just when they're not there at yeah. three in the morning it's like oh now there's a fucking party going on. Aww. It's just like a Pixar movie. The reason it
1: seems a little suspicious though is because they are like everywhere. It's like mm-hmm. like a horror film where suddenly he notices one and then he notices oh there's a handful over there and then he notices oh they're on every surface all over this
0: kitchen. Nothing worse than cockroaches rooting a family activity. <laughs> and yeah it's kind of gross because... They are walking through all the cups and the plates, oh, and and like oh, the main, oh. the main thing that made me go fuck this family was that the mother came in and she her first reaction was oh my god I have my coffee here every morning yeah <laughs> <All> right <laughs> bigger problems here, and she had said earlier when Gordon tried to eighty six everything she was like mm-hmm. I'm really worried about people you know coming out of here and telling people that the yeah. food is bad it's yeah. like yeah that's what you get that shouldn't be your concern the concern should be the food is bad the food is bad <laughs>
1: Gordon's annoyed that there's nothing for him to do now, really. Yeah, legit. He's pissed off because it was like, this is what we had. This is the, like the last thing we had planned for this episode, and you've ruined it now. So then she and-
2: says, "Where am I going to go, <laughs> <laughs> Oh Gordon? It's snowing outside."
1: A Gordon
0: is for life, not just for Christmas.
1: <laughs> but again, this is another reason why the, the whole cockroaches thing does feel a little suspicious because it's like, right, I'll get an exterminator in, and then some guy comes in <laughs> with like a teeny tiny canister and a long <laughs> tube, and he goes like. Whew, zips over each surface and it's like right that's it it's completely sanitised and done yeah. now it's it's way too quick also
2: now I'm not saying I'm a cockroach expert but I have seen cockroaches in real life yeah. and they looked fucking nothing like those insects the cockroaches I saw were big and flat and they had big exo thick exoskeletons mm-hmm. they looked kind of gross these things look more like crickets
0: mm, I they were cock- I mean, they're, were they be, like babies they, 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 some of the babies the lighter ones would definitely be babies right. but their, their colour and their shape can have a bit of variance there so you know i wouldn't say i would know with any sort of certainty what a what a Nyack City cockroach might look just saying, like. They
2: looked nice, is all.
0: Nice. And yeah. sorry not to pull an authority
1: card or anything here, but I did have <laughs> crickets escape into my bedroom in Lincoln. Oh, yes. And you did. It was a bit of a situation for a weekend at least. Oh, so I yeah, think I know that- crickets, and they're not crickets, Joe. They're no. just, they're
0: something else. That's, that's good. You've had crickets that disappeared into your bedroom. I lost a batch of coastal centipedes which crawled into my <laughs> keyboards and, uh, and desktops. <laughs> And I just kind of like oh. completed the research and backed away slowly after two months. Oh. Have you ever had any tiny creatures run afoul of your uh, of your life, Joe?
2: We've had snakes get lost in the walls of our house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We lost him for a few Sorry months.
1: Sorry I thought cricket sounded a bit outrageous And then you come out here with centipedes and snakes
2: My housemate had snakes And he left the lid off them When he was microwaving a, mice, a mouse look, And, and look. they escaped
0: into the walls The one thing the three of us can agree Is that if there were any sort of A Beast Wars Transformers situation The three of us would be baddies Alright that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's very clear at this point Gordon has a bit of a shout in the snow at Vic Because you know That'll do some good Yeah And it is technically clean now and this is fucking by Ramsey standards It goes right the restaurant is cleaned we've got two hours now to run through the new menu teach them how to run a restaurant for our new relaunch Two hours. This isn't even a new menu
1: at this point. This bit here is pointless because they've cleaned the kitchen. And it's like, right, now let's do another dinner service without fundamentally yep. changing anything. They just run the <laughs> restaurant as usual tonight.
0: And the key word is fresh. Everything's going to be fresh. No smelly old food. And the problem about when things are fresh is that you don't get that four-day hardening rind on <laughs> the rice. Oh. So none of these four jabronis can cook rice.
2: You say you don't get that four-day rind and yet... Someone, as a customer described, or it was it Gordon. Someone described the rice ball as like a golf ball
0: because because it was so mushy he could compress it.
2: How is that like a golf ball?
0: So I could speak as some of a bit of expertise on crushing things into a into an orb (laughs) in your (laughs) hands. But if you do overcook rice, it works a result as well. You can crush it into a little orb. It'll be around the size of a golf ball. You know, it shouldn't be able to do that.
1: Right, I see. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that they're just like, right, we know all these problems that we've got with our restaurant. How about if we just make the ingredients fresh, then all the other problems will go away. So this service is completely pointless and it's not even fucking clean like Gordon said it supposedly was because yeah. the broiler is filthy and getting soot all over the food. Oh,
2: Jesus. Oh! That's such an amateur thing to do. As yeah. well. Like, as someone who is, has worked in a place with ovens, you clean those things every yeah. day. Soot it
0: is, it's the devil. It's, it, it's the worst thing that can happen. In the kitchen, you can burn something and you can go charcoal all that, whatever. Yeah. Once it's soot and it's returned yeah. to that, like, to that powder. It mm-hmm. takes the breath away from you, it mm-hmm. turns everything it touches to fucking horrible, miserable ass. I
2: fucking had the gall as well to pass that to the service staff as yep. if like Yeah, go go give that to a customer, please. It's a covered paying in sod. Yep.
0: Eh. Have
2: some nice carcinogens with your food.
0: Honestly, I think oh. i I'd, I'd rather have hair in my food because at least it goes <laughs> down smooth, you know.
2: <laughs> Vic is doing literally nothing. He's just standing around watching. Mm-hmm. Like, what is his purpose? Gordon's got his fucking wife in there cooking rice now. They've got four chefs, professionally paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess not able to cook rice.
0: You want to cook rice? Read the package instructions.
1: That's literally you know. And we've got like ten minutes left on the episode at this point. Like it's it's crazy how they're just wasting time doing this extra service for no reason.
0: I didn't see this twist coming. Gordon Ramsay being fuckish. I'm going to New York City. <laughs> the real if I can New York. Make it there. I can make it anywhere. <laughs> he comes back. Yep. Again. He fucking he leaves so many goddamn times and comes back in this episode it's a tight 40 minute turnaround and he's got a fucking ace guys yep, he's whoa got, he's
2: got a leading mexican chef from manhattan i
0: mm-hmm. want to go to her restaurant yeah she just seemed authoritative yeah, and she didn't suffer fills, gladly yeah. <laughs> and all of a
1: sudden they've done a refurb by which i mean they've given them new tablecloths and taken away some
0: of the glass
2: Yeah, it looks looks kind of shit, but it is better than the original, I guess. (laughs) Do
0: you see what Gordon did actually use? His look at it line for when talking about the new restaurant. Look at it. (laughs) Did you hear his Mario line that he did? No. He went, (laughs) woohoo. It's sunny. Gordon time. (laughs) Let's go. Right, let's go. (laughs) Vic, real happy with how things went down. I like my new restaurant
2: I like my tables I like my new chairs
0: <laughs> Like blood from a stone This guy
2: I like lamp
1: I love my new toy <laughs> <laughs> Tight Anchorman reference yeah. There Joe yeah. Boom
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to be culturally relevant Yeah same, same as that I don't know if you've seen The, the cult classics I've seen
0: i oh, you, you going <laughs> to drop down Some Anchorman Two references But some people Might have seen the first And they might yeah. get a bit lost you <laughs> know? He's also G- Gordon double fakes him out With a fake new menu <laughs> Yeah what the hell He's got a big ugly menu And he's like Do you like
1: the menu? No Good Because that's not it That was a test (laughs) Alright You're feeling a bit fruity today Are you Gordon? Playing a few
0: pranks You've had to run around To New York City And come back And change your tact Three times We haven't done any of the activities You said we were going to do Mm -hmm. Have we got time To be making joke menus? (laughs) (laughs) Come on all right, it is relaunch night. This time with fucking feeling, and Gordon's gonna get it out of Vic because Vic's still not smiling. And he says, "Fuck me, big boy." And by the way, we've not mentioned every time he calls him fat or chubby no. or oh, rained yeah. or whatever. A lot. But I couldn't let this one stand by the wayside because it's as much a fucking fuck up on Gordon as it is. I'm with anyone glad else. you're
2: mentioning this one. Yeah.
0: Look at him like a fucking sumo wrestler. Fuck me, smile. What? Wait, wait,
2: wait! You missed a bit. He calls him like a sumo wrestler upside down what oh. and i don't get like I, I missed the sumo wrestler reference obviously as you say it was he must be saying he's fat which i completely missed that why was he saying it's like an upside down upside suit i don't down. get that is he
0: like i mean sumo like it's you're going for kind of a round body shape overall yeah. right i mean
2: so what difference is it if you're upside... What What is he saying? Is it uh, just a misspeak? Uh,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I think Gordon just maybe doesn't know what he's
0: saying, to be honest. It I'm was surprised- an upside down sue, and it was a sue something. Not a sue <laughs> moo wrestler, but it was something else. <laughs> sumac? I don't know. Yeah,
2: sumac wrestler.
0: We get like a four minute montage of the entire night. There's still lots of fuck ups. Yeah. Cold mains, burnt nachos,
2: but... Well, you say burnt, they are literally on fire. <laughs>
1: And most importantly, we've had far heaters. We've had burritos.
0: I didn't realize that Gordon says nachos until today.
2: <laughs> I want to hear him say jalapeno. <laughs> so
0: to, to the burning nachos, Joe, I think what they may have done here is figured out a way to have their, their cake and eat it. Yeah. they take it back the nachos that were on the table from before, but now they're just putting them into like a wood chip burner to fuel uh. the restaurant and keep it going. I liked
2: how they carried the plate of flames across the kitchen.
0: <laughs> Look, if I go to a Mexican restaurant, you set my nachos on fire at the table. All right? I want yeah. a bit of voom. I want the circumstance.
2: Speaking of a very witty line from Gordon, Do you remember what he calls these?
0: No, red hot nachos. Nachos it? flambe. Ah, uh, very good, Gordon. Who was the big cheese that they brought in for this big, uh, big night back, Adam?
1: It was the mayor, and as Gordon himself said, Vic,
0: make sure that mayor's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he approves of their menu as they, they stare stand at around
2: him? and watch him eat. Yeah. i mean
1: Jesus. he that- just ordered like 10 appetizers i think and then they leave
0: yeah he said they were good yeah he liked them. he liked them. i mean that mayor looked like a fucking dirty mayor
2: i think it's very drunk
0: <laughs> he did he looked he looked fucking pissed he's sozzled yeah I, I don't know that mayor looks like he's he's into some sort of like I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm not saying don't trust your politicians and all that, but in America, you would, in fairness, you had to admit there's more than a fair share of evil mayors in media. Yeah. I would say of all political classes in, in American media the most frequent villain is a mayor,
1: you know? This guy, Batman would totally find out that Two-Face has been pulling the strings
0: behind this guy all (laughs) along, like. I don't know, that guy looked like he was actually secretly Clayface, perhaps. uh, You know, I'm sure the whole whole thing. And how do we cap off a night that featured many problems, but at least three positive talking heads? More new things. Yet Signs. I love my new sign. <laughs> and then Gordon tries to compliment Vic and says, I was
1: impressed with your performance tonight. We don't get Gordon doing a little sign off to camera or anything. No. But his final words for this episode are he, he taps Vic on the shoulder and he's like, don't forget, keep it fresh. And then he just leaves.
0: <laughs> By subway.
1: That's a nice tag
0: that I hope he puts on the end yeah.
1: of every episode from now on.
0: Keep it fresh. Are you, are you sure that's the main takeaway after everything you've been through? Should we keep it fresh? Also, stop taking out credit in your fucking stepdaughter's name. (laughs) Less cockroaches. Store things properly. New staff. It's more than that, though, right? Absolutely, yeah. We
1: proved that by... We replaced the the old food with fresh food, and it was still shit, so... But yeah. I think Gordon just liked that little tag that he had there.
0: He walks off into the night. I don't think we get a, a little a little line here from him, do we? Keep Fresh is the closest we got, Adam, was it? That's it. Just keep it fresh. Credits, baby. I think Gordon was too exhausted to do anything after that. Like he did, I think, as you said, Adam, seem genuinely furious throughout mm-hmm. parts yeah. of this episode. I
1: like it because I know obviously you choose it for like horrible food, Joe, but I normally like choosing the episodes that are just horrible episodes because it goes yeah. wrong. Uh, this was one of the best examples so far of like, gordon having a bad weekend because this doesn't work out the way it's meant to work out like none of the things that you want from kitchen nightmares happen here for him and he's clearly so angry
0: about it what do you think is the thing that upset gordon the most joe of all the things he encountered on the episode
2: i think he was most upset that he didn't get to personally redesign the menu <laughs> because yeah. i know he lost doing that and I think because of the exterminator having to come in, he probably didn't have the time. He had to piss off to New York and Manhattan mm-hmm. and stuff. So I personally think that's, that's probably it.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say at the episode, you mentioned you know, at the start of the sizzle reel, like these people are so fucking lazy. Yeah. You yep. didn't really... The word lazy didn't no. get thrown around. In the episode itself, it was not there. It was just no. sizzle, I Bad think. with
2: money. Um, they don't really know what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be lazy to secure that many loans. No, no, no. no. They are quite proactive in, this, in their incompetence. His schemes and webs of things. Like, they need a lot of work. Now, Joe, I had a glance at some of the update. I I, I tried to look on Yelp. I found simply one r- Yelp review oh. that had ever existed. Yeah. How did you get on with your, your research about yeah. what happened next?
2: I found almost nothing about them, oh, you really? know? Really? Yeah. Oh, so, damn. I will say... Fun fact for you both, I don't know if you know this, but season two is the only season with which every single restaurant featured on Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, every restaurant closed down.
0: Oh, I'm surprised wait, it's only season two. Yeah. Yeah, only season only two, season only two, apparently. Season two. Yeah. As of
2: wow. when, though? Oh, I don't know, yeah.
0: It's maybe maybe uh, it's mean, been updated it, since. Yeah, is probably going to reconfigure that a little is it still bit. still going on? What, the pandemic, yeah? No, Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares. No, I think as it stands, it's officially... I think Hotel Hell still is... You know, not finished, but there could be more of it. Right, maybe. 24 Hours to Hell and Back was kind of an experiment, but... Mm. I'm not really sure. He was doing Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, Drake's Fortune last I saw. I'm I'm genuinely
1: expecting that he's going to try something completely new now, next time. I don't think we're going to get any more Kitchen Nightmares. Probably won't get any more 24 Hours to Hell and Back. I think he's going to try and move to a different direction like he did with Hotel Hell. Like Maybe he'll look at fucking theatres or some shit that he's unqualified for.
0: He's not signed with Channel 4 anymore. He's signed with um, Discovery Channel. That's where he's working with. That's why he's doing all the... Gordon Ramsay's gonna fucking kill the cartel or whatever it's this weird mix of like <laughs> Ross Kemp and yeah. Bear Grills and a little bit of Gordon in there as well but I think he's trying to make room maybe for like the kids to do more of the cooking stuff for him yeah it almost like we watched the thing Joe and I recently where it's like Gordon celebrates 25 years at Aubergine and he looked fucking miserable being there he was like Jesus. right looking at his watch like can we get out of here now please what's on the menu cool great right, off we go
2: lost his love of cooking so did,
0: how did these guys get on then did they lose their love Or their business
2: They Were closed The The business was seized Before the episode Seized even aired no. Who can guess why Why this happened
0: Hmm Let's have a thing Now
2: you know why The first restaurant closed hmm. You know what was wrong With this restaurant
0: Was Erwin R. Scheister Out of them again <laughs> Oh IRS <laughs> Coming down <laughs> to <lit> his thumbs <laughs>
2: Yes, that's right. They were not yeah. paying back taxes. What again? Again? Are you what, serious? Completely oh. serious. For fuck's also, sake! Also, just in case that wasn't bad enough, they also had a bit of misfortune in that in 2008, a teenager was assaulted and stabbed four times at the oh
0: restaurant. Oh my Jesus. god!
2: So that's a bit dark.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I mean. Not really that surprising, I guess. I mean, in some respects, the the way things went down. I mean, because the one star, rev- the one one star review I found, mm-hmm. it was just a laundry list. And the person wasn't even making reference to the show. They're just like it was fucking dirty. It was unclean. The staff were uh. rude. There was fights and arguments. Like it, like the restaurant itself was in a state of advanced disrepair. Yeah. So yeah, no real happy endings here. Then couldn't find out much else about. I them, mean, it mean, there's
2: so much. Hypothesising on the internet, mm. the closest mm. I found to what seems to be the truth is that locals from the area reckon it's a bad location. Like they do think it's not necessarily a curse, but they do think like right. all the other restaurants mm. that have opened before there and have opened since have all gone out of business in like less than two years.
0: Yeah. But remember, at the end, Gordon with the sign, Adam. He was he was raving about it. Yeah,
1: he was saying like, oh, directly opposite your new sign, you've got that massive, lovely shopping mall, and twenty five thousand cars a day are going to see your sign from now on but it is just like and that sounds all well and good but how many times do you drive out of a shopping centre and think like, oh, let's immediately pull into a restaurant and get yeah. some food here. Like, you've either just eaten or you've got plans.
2: There's also, if you go on Reddit, there's there's all sorts of weird fans speculating that, of like, course. Vic died of morbid obesity, that apparently Don say. and Patricia divorced after the episode was aired, Jeez. and then she transitioned to another gender. This is all massive speculation. I okay. could find no evidence for any of this. But so. look, I
0: think the main no, no. thing you could say, uh, you know, it's something you wanted to you want us to remind you to reference again, like mm. the curse. Even speculating from looking at the episode, I can't think of an episode we've watched where the people have been so fucking obviously distraught. Like the thing has been made worse that has been tearing them apart. Yeah. What do you think? Curse or not, then?
2: Mm, no. I don't think it's a curse. No. Yeah. I think it's probably just what happens when you don't pay your taxes. Yeah, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) if it was a curse, I think they would still be there right now, and they would still be (laughs) racking up even more debt. The fact that they got out in any way at all means that it can't be cursed. It's broken, at least.
2: Also, it's boarded up now. There's no restaurant currently in its location. Really? Yeah, it's it's, it's empty. It's boarded up. So I think if there is a curse, at least it's it's secure now.
0: That (laughs) says something, though, because we, we the amount of times where we've looked up on where I've looked up about episodes, and it's like, right, yeah, they failed, but someone else snapped up that great location yeah. they put something great there mm-hmm. Secret Garden was an example of somewhere that was like in the heart of Hollywood it's like you're in the cross section of all these studios it's not a case of you're fucked it's a case of you are doing it wrong mm-hmm. but if it's boarded up now 12 years later pandemic or not mm-hmm. if you can't make a run of the thing opposite the fucking 25,000 visit in the shopping centre it's probably not a best location well I no. wonder
2: how well the shopping
0: centre is survived honestly <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Yeah Yeah, fucking hell Well we all know How that's uh, going Well Another episode Of It's Raw In the books I should point out To folks If you ever happen To find out In your own research And I know With the UK nightmares We've got a lot of people Who actually have Surprisingly first hand Knowledge But if you happen To find a sliver Of truth Or a story Continuing from Any previous episode
2: That reminds me My dad told me That my uncle Has worked with Gordon Ramsay Ah! In in his really Fancy restaurant In London And he said He was an absolute comes. Wow. I
0: think I've got a cousin who similarly worked in a restaurant where Gordon was at least adjacent Amazing. so remember you can send all of that to itsrawpod at gmail.com that's itsrawpod at gmail.com and don't forget if you're listening to us on the Podcrabs channel be on Spotify SoundCloud, Stitcher iTunes Wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget to leave us an old rating or review. And don't forget to follow Podcrabs on Twitter at Podcrabs. It's a goodbye from me, Kevin. Uh, Keep it fresh from me, Adam. And a goodbye from me, Joe. And we'll see you next time on It's Raw!
1: Wow. What an absolutely nasty, disgusting and slimy episode of It's Raw. And somehow, despite all that gloop and gack, Joe Graham still was not physically sick. What a damn shame. Fiesta Sunrise, more like...